0: Welcome to Shepherd the Sheep. This is Jason Vaughn with Gino Galermo and special guest with us today, Darren Weeb from Bakersfield, joining us in studio to talk about music and corporate worship. day. Welcome to Shepherd the Sheep podcast. This is Jason Vaughn and here with Darren Weeb and Gina Glermo. And what a wonderful opportunity we have today to talk about music in corporate worship. And so for those of you tuning in, you know, this is a podcast dedicated to helping you be excellent in your walk with Christ in the local church. And we definitely, uh, if this is your first time to tune in, would definitely encourage you to maybe check some back dated podcast uh, to understand more. But we here at Shepherd the Sheep and at Cornerstone in Las Vegas understand that walking with Christ involves, keyword, underline, pound, pulpit, involves walking in a relationship with your church. And so your church is not an event you attend on Sundays. It is a relationship with other people who have submitted to the headship of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and have faith in Christ. And we are united together uh, with elders and a local body and a commitment to that. And so this podcast is dedicated to helping you be a better churchman, uh, someone who wants to live for the glory of God in your local church. And so uh, part of what we do is talk about living life in the body. And part of what we do is talk about corporate worship and today, we have a wonderful opportunity to gather a good friend and fellow Parking Space 23 writer, uh, Darren Weeb from Bakersfield, uh, on loan from us, came all the way to Vegas uh, from Bakersfield, uh, which is in Central California.
1: Am I, am I missing anything yet? Nope. The heart of the Central Valley. The heart of the Central Valley. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. What church again? Grace Bible Church of Bakersfield. All right.
0: Yes. Okay and uh we're glad you're here glad you're in studio glad you're gonna good join to us. to be
1: here thanks for inviting me
0: yes well uh this this i think helps you gets you a little write-off right on your, your trip. absolutely <laughs> and just like that this podcast became unshareable with this oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man well uh no we're glad you're here and um I would, I would be remiss if I did not mention that uh, today's podcast, Darren, is being inspired by a Peru from Dark Moon Coffee. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty good, huh?
1: It is. Del- I come to Vegas for the coffee.
0: Well, exactly. Yeah. So. You're not supposed to tell anybody about the coffee, though, outside uh. of Vegas. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Gino and I are, of course, enjoying a sparkling water. Uh, what else does Cornerstone drink than sparkling water? Yep. Yeah.
1: So, so pretentious. Well, yeah,
0: refreshing! Yeah, refreshing.
1: You got, you know, you live in a desert. You should know this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing,
0: nothing better than coming in from a hot outside and drinking an ice cold, like crispy, carbonated beverage, sparkling water. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. Well, today's topic, uh, without goofing off too much, uh, which today I'll be honest, I'm I'm a, I'm on goof off level, uh, defcon level two. So it's it's highly, uh, it's going to be very easy for me to to. To break off from the subject, so we're gonna we're gonna stay
1: on subject. Uh, we're gonna do it. I make no promises to try and keep us there, though.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, that's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, also joining us today is Josh in studio, not on the mic though, but but joining us. So give a shout out. Thanks for joining Josh. us today, Josh. Hi, Josh. <gasps> yep. So uh, uh, I think this was his punishment from losing to me in fantasy football. <laughs> had to come and sit through this. So (laughs) just like that. Oh man. Well, anyway. uh, All right. So let's talk some music today. Uh, I I would like to uh, really just give uh, anyone listening to this, uh, right? This is one third to half of what we do every Sunday in corporate worship. Uh, And I'm under the influence that we all need to be, every human in the congregation on Sunday needs to understand what you're doing at every point in the service. I'm, you know, yes. we, we need to lead, right. There's that side of, we need to lead people through it. But, uh, you know, back our first podcast were what to expect for corporate worship. And I think that was kind of the start of, Hey, I need to bear some responsibility in, in what we do. Like if I just walk in willy nilly, unprepared and come in. I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to sit here. Like it's not a movie. You didn't pay to see a movie. This isn't get some popcorn and be entertained. This is worship is an active participation event. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, if you can't participate right then you're, I would argue you're not worshiping if you're not participating. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. So we have we have head nods all around.
1: We have head nods, and those really translate over the airways, really. Yes.
0: Well. So we can we can walk forward, you know. And and I think there's a lot of us are like music pastor. What exactly does a music pastor do? How hard is this? Don't you pick a couple songs and get up and sing every Sunday, like and drink coffee the rest of the week?
1: Pretty much. That. that <laughs>
0: is <what we> do. <laughs> so so maybe walk maybe walk us through like right because it's a full time job for a reason. It's not like you know this is something you just wake up on sunday and go these three songs
1: sound great you know what there's the there's the practical side of what we do there's yeah. there's picking songs looking for arrangements making sure all the music is there and available for your instrumentalists and everything but there is really a shepherding side to what we do as well there is a discernment factor going into the music that we choose um so much there is a well, a wellspring of songs being written every day mm. for the Christian church, and there is you can I mean you can, everywhere you look you can find somebody who's written a new song, and right. what is popular on the radio and and everything else there there's just it's all over the place. A good music minister views his role in a pastoral sense mm. where they are, are guarding the sheep even mm. from, from the content that is out there. And so when we gather for corporate worship, know that the songs that myself and Gino and, and any other good music minister worth his salt yeah. is, is going through and choosing the best of what's available. Mm. They are going through and mining for the gold, Yeah, that's what they should be doing.
2: Yeah, I I I think our our positions are a lot alike, right? First, we're pastors before even musicians. Absolutely, we care about people's souls. We care about um, you know how they we care about the Lord in their life more Mm -hmm. than anything else. Yeah. So just you know, music happens to be one of the things that God has put on our plate, Mm -hmm.
1: but it's a big thing on
2: Sundays, and we realize that
1: it's a huge thing, the second most commanded thing in Scripture is to sing right it's the only other the only thing that trumps that is the command to fear not um how do we fear not it's by singing yeah, ah, okay.
0: ah. yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting you just brought something up and it was like oh that's a that's a revolutionary point i mean look i'm in acts 20 i know i'm in acts 20 i know what's next
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you kind of go, man, as the, as the congregation matures and grows, you know, the music that you pick grows, right? Like we started with 50 songs and the congregation kind of learns those, but at some point you kind of grow that. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. You you don't really have like an inspired book of music.
1: Well, we do. It's called the Psalms. Yes. But, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying, right? Like,
0: <laughs> like, I mean, I've heard some of those musical renditions of Psalms and
1: they butcher you, you, the songs. Well, that one, yeah. some of
0: them butcher. But two, you still got to have the in, you've got to have the musical skilled people to do those. Yes. So there is a sense in which sometimes you're going out. You've got to find good music, which is not necessarily an it's easy. Not easy. No. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Yes. It sounds easy no. from from our chair. It's like, well, you just pick some songs, but yeah, it's no. actually not easy.
1: Well, and you want a congregation to have songs that will endure yes. for them. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's part of that picking of songs process. Can this song lead somebody from the cradle to the grave?
0: Right. Um,
1: right. When you think of songs that have lasted for generations, uh, and I often use this analogy myself, I want songs, not every song, but right. I want songs that that you can sit around a hospital bed and sing. Yeah, okay. Um, a lot of what is currently... Just popular, yeah, is is written for the fact that it's popular, right? Um, and it will be here, and in two years, that song will be out of the church's memory, right? Um, but it was really popular at one time, and and is that giving us a bigger view of God, or is that giving us a temporary fix? Mm. Um, and so there, there is that. I mean, Great is Thy Faithfulness, How Great Thou Art, those kind of songs, the reason they endure is because they have biblical truth. Ground, they're grounded in biblical truth. Right. they And I'm not giving a hymns-only mm-hmm. thing yeah. here. I am not a hymns-only guy. I love the hymns. Mm-hmm. But we have to know I'm, there's a balance. Yeah.
2: Well, there's something that God, I mean, his spirit is working. Yeah. And, um, you know, you have prolific writers in history like Wesley. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's like maybe a handful of songs survived out of thousands that yes. were written, yeah. And uh, you know, most likely all of those songs were had good content, but for whatever reason, the Lord does something with a combination of the music mm-hmm. and the words that it just for whatever reason it, it, the church latches onto, yeah. And everyone sings,
1: yes, yeah, and and they endure, yes, some of those. Um, and I, there are songs being written today that the church needs to sing as well the like you mentioned the there is not a canon a closed canon on the singing of the church right. it, the scripture tells us to sing a new song right. like there is an, a freshness to what we do because we are always growing we are always learning more and there's understandings that that come with the songs we sing right and one of the things we have to understand as music ministers is, Jason. I'm I love your preaching, but when people go home and come Wednesday when they're mowing their lawn or whatever, they're not reciting the three points of your sermon <laughs> through that through their head. Sorry, Jason. They they are recalling the songs because what the songs do is they take the truth that they've learned in the preached word and they embed them yeah
0: into their hearts. Well, I I have to think that. One, uh, I, I think most of us have rock yards, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, we don't hear yeah, yeah, it. Yes. Okay, so we don't mow, a little, y- we don't mow lawns. That I, I mean, hands. the funny, the irony is that Gino and I both have a small patch of grass in the front. Right. right so. <laughs> but but still, like, you said mow yards. So when you're out there spraying your Roundup to clean the weeds out of your <laughs> rock yards. And you, yes. No, I get it. You totally sing the songs in your head throughout the week. Yeah. Yes.
1: Instead of reciting yes your three points yes which you spent so many hours crafting in great yes. alliteration yes like what's alliteration yeah I horrible at alliteration
0: I rejected the alliteration rule <laughs> you should Hold do on. this uh, the Bible doesn't say I'm doing that I'm throwing that out okay.
1: yeah
0: uh, no that that's those are excellent points because. Um, you know, it's interesting to me too. Like people, every now and then, somebody will be like, "Why, why, why do you do new songs? Why, why don't you do more hymns?" Uh, but I, I think I heard early on, and I'll let you guys talk about this. That you, you can't just pick any song you want and musically, guarantee to be able to do it on stage. Like you, the hymns are actually require a greater level of. Ability to, to, to play well. Yes. Right. And I think a lot of people don't get that. Like a lot of us are like, well, why, why are you not just playing some of these Christmas musics that are great? And it's kind of like, well, when you're a small church, you maybe don't necessarily have the artistic ability to do that well. And if it doesn't sound well, then I'll what's the danger to the congregation? Yeah.
1: Do you yeah. want to take this or...
2: Oh, no, you. I'm, I'm deferring to you. Then I'll respond. But uh, yeah, no, you're doing great, Darren. I'm just...
1: I'm, <laughs> yeah, just, keep, keep I'm it not it looking for your affirmation. Uh, I no, just wanted no, to no. give you a chance to speak because I can talk all I want. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, uh,
0: you you think that, but somebody uh, has uh, the power uh, of the mute. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, now I've forgotten the question. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Something
2: about hard music. Hard well, right, music. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. I mean, so... the. You know, somebody's like, I, look, I mean, those new songs are good, but I would just, why why, why don't you just, why, why doesn't he pick hymns the whole time? Yeah. And often I find myself saying, I get your thing, but yeah. there is a musical level of talent.
1: There is a different skill level. And it's funny, when when we've had new musicians come to our church yeah. um, in Bakersfield, uh, often they want to participate in in, in offerings doing their music and contributing. First, we have we have the policy in our church. You don't serve in that capacity unless you're a member. So yeah, okay. that protects us from people who are just trying to come and use, their, use us as their platform. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be committed to our church, first of all. But I've had a lot of people who have joined say, <laughs> I've led worship for 30 years or whatever. I've been at this church. I've done, and they've come, Oh, you actually expect me to read music here. Mm-hmm. And I kind of find that funny. I also take that as a badge of pride. Like, yes, yeah. I do expect you to. Um, we've just gotten to that level ourselves where I can make that as a requirement. Right. Like, you have to be a skilled musician. But that's been crafted over time as well. And, but for the, the hymns, do require more musical skill. You do need people who understand music theory at a different level than just um, rudimentary understanding. Um, So they are, they do require another level. They do require intention. And I think that's actually a good thing because if we view the worship of God as something high and as something as holy and something that is worthy of excellence we want to be giving the absolute best we have. Now, not every church has skilled, trained musicians in it, and I get that. But it doesn't mean that we don't work towards being better musicians. We don't work to improve ourselves. Um, just because someone is a is a good public speaker does not give them the permission to be a preacher. Um just because somebody's a good musician does not give them permission also to be a worship leader. So there is also that balance of, of shepherding and understanding where the heart lies in understanding all this stuff. So you can have a person who is a growing and learning musician with a great shepherd, or not necessarily, a great learning heart, um, who I will take any day to be on our team and I will build them up and I will craft the music around what will help them excel, right. but will also push them to, to greater because I don't want them to be comfortable also in their own skill. I want them to go, I want to serve the Lord with greatness and with excellence. And so I'm going to work at what I do. Hmm. Um, and so, but they might be starting off at a lesser level. Um, and, and so I will work with that any day. I will work with but if I have somebody who has a master's degree in in violin or piano or something like that, right. and comes into the church and I see that all they want to do is showcase their skill. Right. I'm sorry. You I don't want you up here. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a difference there because your your objective is not to serve the church. Yep. It's it's a different objective, and it's not a healthy objective. Um, that goes for preachers too. It goes for preachers as yep, well. Absolutely. That's why a great orator is not necessarily a good preacher. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, in some churches, that's that is
1: their <laughs> that's that's the low, that's the standard they they set. Yeah,
2: and that's the problem. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and so. Yeah, it's it's not the skill level, but I love to push them into becoming better musicians. Yeah, um, and and if because our church where we're at, the musicianship has grown. If somebody comes and says they want to uh, be part of it, but they have very little training, I will. I'll work with them, and I'll also give them help with with. Building up their skills so that they can come in because I know if I were to just plug them in right now, they would be frustrated Mm -hmm. because they need to be at a certain level now to be able to do that. But you know what? There are other ministries that I can also utilize them in um, where they can start using that to serve the church, Mm -hmm. but to serve the entire corporate body might not be the best place, but you know what? Go play guitar in a small group right now. Mm-hmm. Start gil- getting comfortable with being in front of people and leading and and growing your own musicianship. Yeah, go go lead children singing kind of stuff. Do that. I mean, nothing's more sanctifying than leading children, <laughs> um, and and it's a good thing. But but they will grow in that ability, and then I will slowly start integrating them into. The rest of the team. And now they're not frustrated because they're not to the level everybody else is. Yeah. But they've had a chance to serve as that's well. A, that's
2: actually a lot of work. That requires a lot of time and work and planning and just, yeah.
1: Yeah. That goes into what we do all week. Right? Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. <Yeah. laughs> is, is thinking through some of these things. Yes. It's, it's not just, let's choose a couple songs to sing on Sunday morning. Right. There's, there's discipleship involved in all music as well. right, right. And it's not just with the congregation being discipled in why they sing, it's discipling the musicians and why they're playing.
0: Mm. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? Because a couple, couple um, just to kind of give some, some hooks for listeners. What exactly do you do? <laughs> Was our question. Right? Because in talking about picking new music isn't easy. But part of that is... Not only discipleship in corporate worship, but discipleship of musicians, in order to play the music that is presented before the congregation that that we that we're serving the congregation with, trying to lead them mm-hmm. right.
1: I always tell our our musicians, and I'm not afraid to say this publicly because I say it to them all the time. It is a privilege to serve. Yeah. It is not your right to serve. Oh, that's a good. I like it. i write
2: that down somewhere. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah. because that is how all ministry is. Right. Yeah. It's a privilege to be involved in ministry. The Come Christians Join to Sing has the great line, praise is his gracious choice. Yeah. He doesn't need it from us the fact that we're allowed to praise is something that is his choice to give us pleasure in serving him. Yeah. He doesn't that's need good. our praise. Right. So it is our privilege to be able to do that. It is not our right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's helpful. Uh and I mean that honestly that's you know I think even for for pastors somebody says I want to teach, I'm gifted at teaching and it's like, well If you don't have a servant heart, then I don't. I don't care what you say because you're not going to lead people. You're not going to take the truth and teach people how to serve. Yeah. To you, this is the the yeah. And so that's the same thing in music. Basically, if you're trying to be a performer, that's not what worship is. Worship. There's a sense in which I don't even want you to know we're on stage. Yes. Because I want your focus on Christ. We're we're not trying to. We don't want you focused on us, even though you got to follow. You have to watch the music guy because you got to watch where he leads and stops you and starts you. Um, we'll talk. I think we'll talk about that in a minute. Cause some people may not even know that. Um, but uh, so what do you do? Is, I mean, that's interesting. Cause you're not, you're not necessarily teaching them how to be better musicians, but you are trying to disciple them to be where they need to be, to be involved in the music, right. which is both a spiritually heart issue as well as a, you know, Hey, you may need to go get more training as on a your skill instrument. as a skill yes. issue. Yeah, so it's it's a more difficult position because in, in some ways, you know, um
1: so we're more valuable than the preachers, so, you know, <laughs> you and I. Yes,
0: this is true.
1: They can get guest preachers to fill in any time. It's harder to get guest, <laughs> guest <laughs> preachers to fill This is this is also true.
0: Uh your your point is not being uh yeah, it is it is not being overlooked here. Uh yeah, what exactly do I do? <laughs> Wait a minute, uh, I do. I do make a mean cup of coffee, guys. That's true. Okay, see, I'm enjoying uh, it. Well, and then so the other thing that was kind of come up is, what do you look for in music? And you guys have brought up one strong, strong lyrics that uh, that are that are communicating about who our God is, right? And even something of value is the reality that the lyrics are designed not necessarily just for whatever's relevant at the moment in the church but really is probably more geared towards the character and nature of God, which is timeless. Uh, And then also you're looking for, right. Do you even have the people, do you have the people in your church that are skilled enough to do that music? Hmm. Because I I will say like, if you've ever been at a church where they do special music and you can tell that she is related to somebody important in the church (laughs) and she stands up and she sings this song and five seconds into the into her singing, you're sitting there going, "All right, Lord, this is the time of me to pray." Yeah. <laughs> pity no. pity you clap, know. pity clap. Yeah, and you're trying not to laugh because you realize, like in her, like and at the end, you're like, "Well, she was sincere." Yeah. yeah. But right, I mean,
1: bless her heart. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and if you're from the Sinist south,
0: yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> I'm sorry, but. <buddy. laughs> But right, and that—that's the point. That, that it, when it's bad, it's not worship.
1: My my mentor, um, used to say, "Your goal, Darren, is to protect the congregation from bad musicians." Yes. Ooh. Okay. Because, and it's not just because Aunt Ethel, who's ninety-seven years old, and has a vibrato that you can drive a truck through, <laughs> is is unpleasant to listen to. Unpleasant musicians become a distraction to worship. Um, it's, it's not just unpleasant to listen to. It's also sudden the focus actually does become on the person rather than the message. Yeah. And because it becomes so distracting and, and that isn't helpful. I'm not opposed to special music. We don't do a lot of it. Uh, special music, I think, has a place when it is special when it is not the norm, because what it does is it, it, anytime there is a change up in the system or whatever, a a disruption in the force um, or something, it causes you to kind of focus and hone in and pay attention to that something that is special. So when a special music is special and it is done with great skill, it becomes something that I can really engage my heart and mind in because it's not just something that's become routine and therefore, performance. Hmm. It, it has it engages the audience in a very unique and special way um, that they're listening attentively, not just okay. This is my time where I hand out to my kids their coloring pages and hmm. and or whatever, um, and get distracted um, and start thumbing through my Bible and, and whatever. Right. So. Um, special music has its place, um, but I think it needs to kind of stay special.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah,
1: we don't do much
2: special music. I, I don't think we've done special music.
0: Um, I, I cannot, I can, I cannot think of a single Sunday where we have done a special music. Yeah, I think we're waiting for the special person.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, you don't want them to be a distraction because right, it's true. it's unpleasant to listen to. Then everybody just yeah. feels bad and they feel awkward, and then they leave the service remembering that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it can be a distraction both ways. Like,
2: you can be really excellent, but, yes. like, very showy. Yes. To a
1: point where it's like, wow, that person was not singing for Jesus. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, you have, you have, you can't, Swing the pendulum either way. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's helpful because I love that. You're trying to prevent. <laughs> awkward pause there. <laughs> well, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe for you, if you know me, there's no, everything's an awkward pause. <laughs> so it's, a, right, it's that interesting, right, what, it, what you do is there's a protection. There's a, there, right, it's, it's a privilege to be up there, discipleship. Um, right. Selecting really, and that's this thing, your whole goal is to serve people good music that will encourage their soul and glorify God.
1: So that they can be well-rounded believers, not just on Sunday morning as well, but through the rest of the week so that like Romans 12 says they can offer their lives as a living sacrifice which is your spiritual act of worship right so i mean we can go into defining worship right now i don't know as making sure that we understand worship is not just the songs we sing on sunday and i'm i know you're i'm preaching to the choir here yes on that but it's it it is always good to remind us we never want to say that we understand that fully hey i am a I'm a worship leader, and I remind myself all the time that this isn't my job. Even though I've got worship in the title, I'm not just a music leader. Right. And, and that has to be reminded all the time that I'm helping people through their daily lives remind themselves to be a living sacrifice.
2: That makes sense. You're, you're leading people in a life of worship. Not just that's that specific song and on that mo in that moment. Yeah, you actually yeah. care about what their life looks like.
1: Are they singing these songs honestly? Yeah. Yes. When when they're singing, I don't know a song that's that's got some repentive element to it, or right? Um, yeah. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Mm-hmm. Do you mean that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: My hope is built on nothing less than yes. Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Righteousness. And I mean. Exactly. We this past Sunday, we, we sang Christ the sure and steady anchor, which is a, a modern hymn, a newer one. And we were thinking, you know what, this last, well, 2020, I mean, no one is doubting that 2020 is one of the weirdest years to ever be on record in human history. Right. Um, and what a wonderful song to sing as we've gone through the last six, seven months, to go, you know what? We are anchored in the hope of Christ while the world around us is com- complete turmoil. Mm-hmm. I can sing with confidence, yes. Christ the sure and steady anchor in the fury of the storm. Yes. right,
2: Yeah. It's a, it's our anthem. I mean, that's that's one thing. I think music serves as a kind of a, almost something to hang your coat on throughout the week, right? Like, uh, it's an anthem for the Christian as they go through this crazy year. Yeah. Uh, songs like that, I, I, we sing, I mean, they just come at the right time mm-hmm. uh, it, it, in the midst of, you know, crazy chaos. Um, you know, just to sing that through the week is so encouraging to a believer's heart.
1: Yeah. And and like Keith and Kristen Getty, I mean, they are heroes of mine in, in the industry, I suppose, sure. <laughs> or in the world of worship. Um, and, uh, it's interesting that they released their hymn with their whole team of writers, Christ, uh, um, Christ, our hope in life and death. I think it was released like March 8th or 9th. And then everything kind of struck March 15th. Hmm. And, and the whole thing was based off of the Heidelberg Catechism. Hmm. Um, the, the opening question of the Heidelberg Catechism, what is our hope in life and death? Yeah, it's obviously Christ. And it was kind of like what a perfectly timed hymn, even though they had no clue what was coming the next week yeah. to have a song like that available for the church. Um and if your people don't know it, go look it up. I was gonna say I don't know that song yet. Okay, yeah. I gotta go look that up. Christ Our Hope and Life and Death. It's okay. it's a phenomenal one. Yeah, based off of the Heidelberg Catechism. Oh off awesome. of that that thing. And it's a it's a great, great anthem. It's become a favorite among our people. Yeah. It's just It rouses the soul. It encourages us during times like we've been going through. And so we've been able to use that constantly as that. Let's just remember. I mean, yes, people are dying. Yes, there is. But there is more that we have to cling to. Right. Uh, And it's just it's it's been a hope and encouragement to people who have lost jobs, to, to people who have been under quarantine and and feeling discouraged. It's, it's been one of those songs that our, our congregation has latched onto and it's been a great encouragement.
0: Wow. Yeah. It's, you guys said something a second ago uh, that I think is important to note. Uh, Unfortunately, I think a lot of us think of worship as music Mm -hmm. and everything else. I don't know what we think of the everything
1: else. Well, because we've defined an entire genre of music as worship.
0: Right. Well, and then you're worship so can, leaders, and, and the that, only thing you do is music, and it's like, oh, so worship is music. Yeah.
1: So we yeah. as the evangelical church have kind of put right. ourselves into that. Right. Well, well it's a failure. Conundrum. It's a yeah. failure
0: because even in the Old Testament, worship is serving. The wor- One of the words for worship is serving, and Latreo in the New Testament has that same worship is service. It's an action. And so one of the things we do in worship is sing. One of the things we do is engage the sermon as it's being preached. One of the things we do is engage the text as it's being read. One of the things we do is engage and respond with prayer. One of the things we do is engage and do the one another's, which is an act of worship.
1: Mm. We, and, we always say in our service, like, and now, I mean, we're going to continue in our act of worship and we're going to pray for our offering.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Things like that. Uh, yep. just reminding ourselves that what we're doing is not transitioning out of yes. worship. Yes.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah. I think we we will tell people, uh, our time of our, our corporate worship is ending, but our worship continues in the fellowship after the service. Mm-hmm. Yep. That the responsibilities change depending on what's going on. So I'm glad that you guys said that because I think it's an important nuance. Um, and, and I appreciate too, right? Like, Cause what you're saying is there, there is something nice about being able to remember different lyrics at different times. There's just something for many people. I'm not one of those guys which is unfortunate. Um, like I hear you guys talking. I'm like, uh, I'm just wired a little different on that, but, but it's also you, you like Jesus. Thank you. Come on. I know, no, 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 no. I, I have, I have songs that <laughs> yeah, I love. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying that I'm just wired differently where, you know, if I'm having a tough Thursday morning, uh, him doesn't pop in my head, right? Like it's usually some text, like Hebrews two or something, pops in the head. Yeah, but so I'm just wired. But but I totally also respect that that I look at that and go, I'm the weird one, whereas ninety nine percent of the people can remember a lyric from Great as I Faithfulness, and and that's encouraging to their soul. And so I'm in, like, so I well, recognize you're weird
1: on a whole many <laughs> on, on on a whole. Another level of different things. <laughs>
0: well, this this may be true, but I still promise you, uh, Mike, the coffee I would lead you to like is better than what you're probably yeah. drinking.
2: Well, you know, to, to your point, Jason, I mean, that's what we do want people to uh, cling to. We do want people to cling to the words of Scripture. Right. Uh, if anything, you know, if music were to function as anything, it's almost like that illustration that you, yes. you, you, yes. you, okay. you heard That's in a fair. sermon yeah. that reminds you of a text or who Christ is or the character of God and, yeah. all, you know, the, the theology behind what we do and, um, and all those good, great things.
1: Well, yeah. it, I mean, we've been going through 1 Timothy um, with our church. Yes. And, I mean, we sing immortal, invisible, God only wise because why? Because it comes straight out of the text. Right, um, and yes. and so it, it draws people to make those connections. I love songs that are derived from biblical text, not not necessarily word for word or or even direct translations or anything like that, but are, are songs that have taken a biblical truth. Really, what else do we have to sing about? Right. To be yeah. honest, well, other I mean, than biblical. We truth.
2: should be singing the theology that comes out of our churches, right? And exactly. that's Yeah, which right. is why which, there's some should be people, based on biblical yeah. truth which yeah. is why we don't listen to some people yeah. because the theology that comes out of that church is not helpful is
1: yeah is not based upon biblical truth right,
0: right. so okay the, you guys the, you guys are kind of talking about this but I want to I want to put it in very concrete in a very concrete discussion just um trying to trying to kind of like yeah get it, get a get a major hook that somebody can kind of hang on Right, because you've you've had good discussions. That's discussion. a musical term, by the way. Yeah, Just I know. remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to switch over to three-four times now, and uh, uh, that makes no sense. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you that uh, when people play "Stairway to Heaven" and you see a live performance, and something sounds wrong, it's often because the musician does not pick up that Led Zeppelin switched the three-four time halfway through.
1: Where did you read that?
0: Oh, it's, it's a, Because it's I know too. you
1: don't know that from listening to it. It is a, it is a known fact. Yeah, it's a known it fact. is a known fact. Somebody read a blog somewhere. Yeah. You know? No, I did not. Come on. I didn't read a blog. I barely read our own blog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, right. And talking about, uh, I want to talk about, so we've talked a little bit about your approach, even to music, but, but as somebody in the congregation, uh, why is it important that I sing? Right. But the danger is I listen in and I go, man, you wanted to be skilled and not distracting. Well, you know what? I'm not going to sing because, uh, because my voice is horrible. And some people know that some people know that if they were put on stage, they should be video, not audio. Uh, but why is it important that, that that person still sing? And second, maybe like what approach should I have as, as a non leader, Like going into congregation, hey, I know there's going to be five songs on Sunday. What should my approach mentally and physically be to the music part of corporate worship?
1: First of all, we are commanded to sing. Okay. Um, It doesn't say only the skilled people sing, only those who feel comfortable singing. Like I said, it's the second most commanded thing in all of scripture. And there's no caveat on that. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord in the Psalms. It is, um, I mean, Psalm 150 is use everything at your employment to, to sing. Hmm. Um, Keith Getty says this really well. He says, we are no one is called to be a professional singer, but we are all called to be confessional singers. Hmm. And, and what we do is we confess with our tongue through song. Um, Yeah, there are some people who just aren't bent to be singers. Like you said, some people are better at giving the video than the audio, but we are not all called to be skilled singers, but we are all called to be singers, and we are called to be confessional singers. Um, There is no, well, you're given a pass on this one because it's just not part of your personality or you just don't like the sound of your voice. First of all, what what other area of Christian life do we say, I'm not skilled in this area, so I don't need to improve in it?
2: Yeah, like, we heard you sing karaoke. You, you, you like singing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: People sing in their car all right, the time right. when they're by themselves. Right. But if we were to say, I'm not a good prayer, okay, then you get a pass on praying. Hmm. I have... I'm dyslexic, so I have a hard time reading. Okay, then you don't need to read your Bible. Like, we don't say that in any other part of the Christian life um, that I don't need to improve or grow in it. Hmm. If you're not a good singer, learn how to be one. Grow in that. Develop that. The Lord commands it from you. Um, Psalm 96 is, is... it's full of these commands sing to the Lord a new song okay it doesn't say who it just says everyone sing to the Lord a new song sing to the Lord who all the earth sing to the Lord bless his name proclaim good tidings of his salvation from day to day everyone and everyone and and anyone has that responsibility
2: yeah
1: and it is something that is is required of all believers and uh, we why do we do it? Because we are proclaiming good tidings of what His salvation. This is part of gospel proclamation. Um, I think Bob Coughlin calls uh, Psalm ninety-six, the the second part of verse two, there the 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 great commission of the, of the Old Testament hmm. in in that part, and it shows that we are as believers. Part of our singing is part of that great commission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. aspect
2: yeah mm-hmm. there's something about i mean i love that it i love that you said it's confessional mm-hmm. uh that's so helpful because uh you know the singing and admonishing one another in psalms and spiritual songs there is something that is unique when the congregation lifts up their voice and uh, and people hear that like it's almost like that echo of of truth you know in the, in the room mm-hmm. um that participation of the congregation uh, is really encouraging
1: and it's not something you get anywhere else in the world. Yes. Um, it's one thing when, like, you go to a concert and they hold the microphone out and the crowd sings part of a chorus. But when it's confessional and you have the people of God with one united voice singing something so declarative, it, it is different. And it and it's something that is holy. It's set apart. Right. Uh going back to Romans 12, 1, you have this, um, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And we, I mean, that's a verse a lot of worship people cling to. What's great is the second verse in Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world. What does our worship do? It separates us from the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It changes our mind. It separates us from the world. Why? So that you may prove what the will of God is—that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm-hmm. Our singing—if we want to just even hone in on the on the singing, the corporate singing, the individual as a singer as part of a corporate body—what it is doing? It is separating us from the world. It is saying this is like Luther said here I stand I can do no other right <laughs> uh,
2: well it, it's it's interesting because it's almost like uh, hey here's your t- here's your time to preach without like you know standing on the pulpit you know mm-hmm. you get to s- you get to say these words out loud and and confess it and hear it and hear everyone saying it at the same time
1: yeah it, it's it's that one part of the of the service when the preacher's preaching he is preaching to you when we are singing we are preaching to each other and we are all participating
2: in it. yes yeah that's very unique there, yeah uh, i do have i mean i think there is a real hurdle uh, other than like people saying they can't sing mm-hmm. um uh, what about the hurdle of like it's yeah, i'm just not into the, this kind of music or i'm not i don't feel it you know i'm not feeling this kind of music or like what do you say to that person <laughs> <laughs>
1: Suck it up. Um, no. suck it up. <laughs> Can I say that on here? Yeah. Uh, well, you just did.. Okay. So. And we don't
0: edit these. So.
1: <laughs> no, no, I get that. yep. I, I get that not you know what? it's the the definition of the word worship, if you if we are to strip it down, go back to what is what is worship in the Old Testament? What was worship in the Old Testament? it was slaughtering of bulls and goats and it was death it was sacrifice the whole point of worship is what sacrifice it is actually death mm-hmm. it is what death to self mm-hmm. so when you come and say this isn't this doesn't do anything for me the whole point of worship is not about you mm. it is about serving the lord
0: amen I thought you were a music guy. You're not supposed to preach. Right? <laughs> it,
1: it's it is about <laughs> dying to yourself, not pleasing your personal preference, right? Yeah.
0: That I, so. Just to chime in, what 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 I hear you guys saying is, uh, singing is my act of love. It's it's one an act of praise to God. So I'm singing to God, and two, I'm also singing because I love you next to me and i want you next to me to be encouraged by my singing.
1: You know what it's it's interesting when you look at cuz there's the people like you said they're just not singers and they go or i'll say with especially men. Well my wife's a great singer. I'm just not a singer cuz yeah. i'm too manly to be a, a, a singer. Let's look at the biblical text. Let's look at the at our biblical heroes. Okay, Paul and Silas. What do they do when they're in prison? Yeah, they sing. They sing. Yep. What did Jesus do with his disciples before they left for the Garden of Gethsemane? Before he went to the whole crux of human history, what did he do with his disciples? It says in John, they sang a hymn hmm. together. Yeah. Yeah. They ate and sang. They ate and sang. Yep. Yeah. We need more food for songs. Yeah, <laughs> right. So it's singing is something, first of all, you go to a sporting event, and, and these guys, I mean you see these football fans and they will sing their brains out in cheering for their team. And, and they're not necessarily pleasant songs. They don't care how they sound. They'll scream it at the top of their lungs. Right. And yet they'll come into the worship of God who deserves much more praise than the Raiders do.
0: Hmm. Amen. Yeah. And
1: and they are silent Mm -hmm. because it's just not my thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's really a selfish approach, uh, unfortunately. And so, if you're listening to that, uh, we're not we're not trying to like hammer you upside the head if that's your approach. Yeah, I am. But <laughs> well, but I mean, we're not trying to be like mean to you. But we are trying to say to you, hey, your your approach is wrong, and your understanding is wrong. Singing is not about you on Sunday; it's about the Lord. Yeah. And that's the interesting part. I can hear a song in corporate worship, and uh, you know. I remember hearing that song in the car and it's not the same. And the reason it's not the same is the congregation mm-hmm. that is a different, that's why I don't think you can do worship online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I, I get that. You can like see the little bouncing ball flying over the lyrics, telling you where to sing in your home while you're on your couch and your are sh- you know, with your shoes off and your pajamas. It's not the same. You're not hearing the congregation and you're not encouraging the congregation.
1: And you know what, there is something beautiful about being in a body. Yes. And, when i look out or if i was just sitting in the congregation just any of us and you know what barbara is sitting over there who lost her husband a few weeks ago right and i see her singing and you know what that encourages me as a believer yes and you know what barbara might not be strong enough even to be singing at this time so mm-hmm. let me sing for her mm-hmm. let me encourage her with the songs we sing mm-hmm. um Different things like that. Or the the guy who just got laid off from his job. He needs the body of Christ to come around. And you know what? His singing encourages the rest of the body because I see faith in action Mm -hmm. when it's difficult. Yes. And that bolsters everybody because you know what? Why am I saying it's too, I don't need to do this right now when I watch that guy over there who's going through ridiculous hardship and right. he's weeping through these songs. Mm. Right.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah, it's a so. it's a fair point. And you know, even even just listening to you guys talk about that, I think right, when you kinda realize, hey, this isn't about me, you you sing and yeah. you know what? You you sing and you, you're encouraging. That's the by teaching it,
1: yeah. and admonishing one another yes. through Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs.
0: Yeah, you yeah, in your reference there
1: um in Ephesians. Yeah. Yes. Ephesians or Colossians. Yeah. Yes, that, that it it's, it's repeated in both. But it's, yeah, that we admonish one an- another through yeah. that.
0: Just so people can hear, do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of the Lord Je- of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Yeah. I mean, so honestly, it's a, it's a hard issue. Singing is a hard issue.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and I I think, right. uh, Worship is willingly submitting my desires and replacing them with the desires of Christ and the will of God to honor and exalt him. And so when I think about worship, right, there's a reason why we put music in there. It is, we are saying, we are saying to you, Hey, as a congregation, you need to submit your desires now Mm -hmm. And to, to lift God up through song and encourage one another through song. Yeah. Uh, which which brings up another question and kind of circling in with another topic we talked about. Yeah, I remember somebody said, well, why can't we have rap? Like culturally, I love rap. And I think it's wrong that you don't culturally include rap in my music. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could think to say to him was it is very difficult for a congregation to sing rap songs together.
1: That's... An understatement. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it, because rap, by its definition, is not a corporate right thing to do. Right. Um, you know what? There is some. I mean, it's not my personal right preference of music style. There is some that I've appreciated because I go there is great skill. Yes. In what they do, um, but uh, it's it's not meant to. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not. The 75-year-old the widow yes. in the congregation can't physically yes. do that. Hmm. It's like her mouth does not move like that. <laughs> right, right. Um, and that's not asking her to just yeah. sacrifice right. her preference. That is going, you got to do some. You're not physically able to do that. Right. And, and so that is not being considerate of them. Right. You know what? I don't want the worship in the church to emulate what's going on in the world. There is a reason, you know what, that I like it when people come and they go, this is not stuff I'm used to. Right. I go, good, because it is set apart. It is holy. Right. It is not based on my personal preference. Um, and so it's, yeah, the, music is is one of those things as a music leader – I have to be careful also that it is singable. Yes. Because, so I am making sure that the keys are not just good for, and, and easier for my instrumentalists to play. And for me as a as the worship leader, does this make me sound good? Right. I, I look at the vocal range of the song. Okay, first of all, is it in a vocal range that the congregation can sing it? Right. Or am I going to have our youth pastor at our church i mean he's he's like got a voice like james earl jones it's just down in the yeah, in yeah. the depths and i mean he would love it if i just dropped every song down like yes. to the lowest it can he's
0: oh it makes sense and yeah. and
1: and our pastor's wife is a is a vocally trained soprano and she can sing way up into the stratosphere Mm -hmm. i've got to make sure both of them can come together right and sing something and then the non-trained people who have a one like a 10 note vocal range can all sing and no one's feeling strained and uncomfortable right so there is that understanding okay a vocal range not just what makes me as the worship leader sound good but also singable melodies are important not ones that just jump all over the place without a rhyme or reason. And syncopation, congregations don't like syncopation. Okay. It's, it's a difficult thing to do. Um, it's, it's challenging. It's not intrinsic in, in how our brains think. Um, it's, not, it's not unheard of, but, you know, it's, it well, becomes... Too much of it becomes cumbersome. Too yeah. much of it becomes wearisome, yeah, yeah. and cumbersome. And, and so I also have to think through that sovereign grace music has a lot of great songs that i yes. love that that i'm like you know what i can't do that with my car it's just right. too yeah
2: too syncopated too yeah. syncopated yeah. that
1: they don't get it and i've tried them with them and i go okay we're just not gonna try this right kind right. of thing and i say i encourage them listen to this on your own time if you're looking for stuff that you can play in your car listen to this stuff i'm sure i'm good with it um not that they need my approval on what to listen to, but I'm trying to also shepherd them with what they sure, yeah. have in their rotation in their car right? yeah. and in their homes. Um, but I go, I just don't think that that's a congregational song. So if there's one that I really, really like, but it's not congregational, that's when I can do a special music. Oh yeah, okay. and and sometimes I'll do that with a special music, or I'll have a choir do it, or yeah. whatever, or a soloist, and that works really nicely. So that we do get to have it in our service, but it's just, I'm not burdening the congregation in trying to figure this out. Right. Well,
0: and that's, that's the funny part too, is you don't know how good a rap artist is until you hear an average rap artist and then you go, wow, it actually takes a lot more skill to be a great rap artist than I think most people realize. Yeah. And so, you know, again, it's back to that awkward special music, you know, bless her heart and lady. And I think that's what it would look like. Mm-hmm. And it would, by the time you got to the preaching, I think you'd be worn out and tired and cumbersome. And, and again, it goes back to the heart issue. The guy that wants to press that and be upset about it and, and, you know, assert false motives on leadership for it. No, I mean, you're trying what you guys are talking about is a corporate is a corporate congregational choir, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. The most important instrument in the entire worship service is the congregation's voice. Yeah, okay. And and any church that forgets that, I I always remind our musicians we are an accompaniment to them.
0: Yeah, okay, that's fair.
1: They are not there to watch us. We are there to accompany them. And so if our volume level gets too loud that they can't hear themselves, yeah, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, it's been a good time. I think this has been really helpful. Hopefully listening in, it's been helpful to you. It's just good to hear uh, artists and men who uh, are pursuing excellence in their field and kind of their responsibilities. It's really good to always peel back the layer and hear those guys talk. So, I mean, you know, like onions. Yes. You're like onions. You're ogres. (laughs) Ogres have layers. They're like onion layers. Uh, that's that's my Shrek coming out. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> derailed. Well, uh, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, listening, it's been helpful. It's always good to hear, right? I mean, part of what we do is sing, and good to understand that role. There's there's many things we didn't talk about. Uh, uh, there's a lot of theology we we didn't talk about, but I think it's really helpful to hear you guys talk. Uh, it's helpful for me. Uh, hopefully when you listen to this, you come away with this. Okay, Lord, I need to sing. Uh, and I need to, you know, one, it was just for me personally, respectful to realize, oh yeah, you're not, you don't have the next verse for Sunday. You've got to go pick songs and finding new songs is not easy. So that was, that was helpful to, to, to hear.
1: I think one of the best things, and this is to challenge preachers and uh, the, high worship starts in the pulpit yes and it, when the word of god is preached well that will i mean a rising tide raises all boats and the the thing that rises the t- raises the tide the most is the is the high elevation of the preached word of god because that gives us a high view of god which makes us worship him at a higher level yeah instead of just being casual and comfortable in our work.
2: Right. So what okay. you're saying is you want better music, you need better preaching. You need better preaching. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Jason.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. So it, it starts in the pulpit. It doesn't start with the worship leader. The The worship leader in the church is the preacher. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, at some point, maybe in a future podcast, we'll talk about the orchestration of the entire worship service. But one of the reasons I'm actually not even a huge fan of the cute introduction that gets you engaged in the topic, I always think like, okay, this, the sermon's like 40, 30 to 45 minutes into the worship service. If you're not engaged in worship by the time the guy stands up and says, open your Bibles, like what is a cute little introduction story going to do for you? Like (laughs) the whole service, like the call to worship was the introduction. And
1: by the way, we are not a pep rally,
0: right? Mm. Thank you. And if you, by the way, if you don't know there's a call to worship to your worship service, then you need to leave earlier for church. (laughs) Like this is me getting in your grill saying, I promise you. you
1: I specifically say, welcome to grace Bible church. Our call to worship this morning comes from. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: when they stand up and say, okay, let's, let's start to like break up the conversation and let's join together and let's begin to unite around this like that. That's your call to worship. And if you're coming in the door, if you only, if you, you know, if you're like, we cornerstone does five songs, not four. If you don't know that we do five songs, you're coming too late. Like, <laughs> and that's your approach to corporate worship—that you can be late. No, like you have a responsibility to the to the body to be on time. I show up thirty minutes early, enjoy Scott's well-made coffee, enjoy the pastries, fellowship talk, and then yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna end our time there. And so, Darren, thank you for joining us thank today. You Darren, in hey, thank Appreciate you for inviting me. me. Yeah, Josh, thanks Loving for having hanging a out with us. Yeah. So uh, yeah don't don't lose to me again so <laughs> no, i'm just kidding yeah all right well listen uh again if you're listening and you're not involved in Cornerstone and you heard something that contradicts what your pastors do uh follow your pastors lead don't follow us uh and if if you're a part of Cornerstone just know that this is this is our perspective and this is how we're trying to lead you and encourage you and uh as always Feel free to text us, call us, email us, uh, talk to us on Sunday about what you heard. And uh, always happy to talk more about these subjects. If you have questions or comments or ideas for the podcast, again, don't hesitate to pass those along. And we love you and we look forward to seeing you here soon.